Looking for news in the comic book world? Looking to hear what we think about your favorite comic book movies, TV shows, and books? Well, check us out now on Captain Diamond and Super Dad, the comic book nerds. Hello and welcome everyone to the first episode of the Comic Book Nerds. I'm Super Dad. And I'm Captain Diamond. And we are here today to discuss one of the most favorite Marvel movies out there right now, which is Gardens of the Galaxy. Now, Captain, you're the one who chose this movie. Can you tell me why this one as our first topic? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, but this movie has been like an amazing hit to so many people. And has finally answered so many questions about our Marvel Universe. Now, today was the first time that we actually saw this ep- uh, this uh, movie in a while. It actually been probably over about a year since the last time we saw it. I know we've watched ep- uh, Volume 2 a few times. Um, did if you find a, fi- find a few surprises re-watching it now? Yes, I actually forgot about many, many parts of the movie but they are amazing parts but i have forgotten since i haven't watched it in a long time now first and foremost before we start how was it seeing groot again seeing that he's no longer a baby but when we watched the uh, volume one right now he was a grown adult well it was pretty weird because i'm so used to seeing him as a baby because i've seen now many times but i also like him as an adult because he can do so much more things all right. Now, one thing that I did notice right away is just how different the character of Drax is in this movie compared to Volume 2 and even Infinity War. Now, we all know in Infinity War that famous line, which is no spoiler, but why is Gamora is the most famous line right now of Infinity War. And obviously in Volume 2, him talking about his nipples and how sensitive they are. Now, here we are in Volume 1, and I think the funniest part is just him saying that nothing can go over his head because his reflexes are fast. Now, what is your opinion on Drax? Do you like Drax in Volume 1, or do you like him now as he is in these next few movies? Well, I actually like him better as a funny person because when he was serious, he was like, he didn't give you his full character. But now since he's funny, you can actually see the truth itself. I think he built walls around himself to make him serious. I think in the inside, he was always funny. Now, my thing again, watching this uh, episode or volume, is just, I forgot how dark his backstory is. The fact that, you know, Ronan had killed his wife and his child, and he's seeking revenge against Ronan, and then he's looking at the mastermind, which is Thanos, so that to me, I totally forgot about that because, again, we see how happy he is in the upcoming movies and we forget just how sad he was in this first one. And especially when he saw Gamora and he was like, you are the daughter of Thanos, so I shall kill you. And not only that, but you are one of the soldiers for Ronin. And because you are a soldier, I'm going to kill you as he killed my wife and daughter. What did you think looking back at his epic backstory and how much they really had us feel how sad he really was even though, you know, he didn't really show it on the outside? Well, I think they they um they explained to us, but they did make it sound sad and how Ronan like took every light in him and just crushed it and made him a dark soul. I think 
it just changed him a lot. Now, another one of those characters is Rocket. Now, I know from knowing you for about 10 years now that you love Rocket Raccoon. Now, do you still feel the same watching this movie about Rocket, or has your opinions changed on him re-watching this movie? Well, I always liked Rocket ever since the first movie, and I still have the same opinion as him. He's amazing and crazy. Yeah, he is. Now, that's another story that I kind of forgot that's a little sad, and it was that scene where he was talking about how he was made into such a freak. And then when he was put into the prison and you see him naked and you see his back towards Quill, you see some metal objects on his back showing that he was constructed to become this talking raccoon. He wasn't just born this way. How do you feel looking at the tragedy that has also struck Rocket? Did you get to feel it with this movie or is that something that you just looked over and just forgot about? Well, when I saw that, I did get a little sad because I, I always... When I first watched this movie, I didn't think of it too much, so I forgot about it. But now we're watching it, I think it's more of a backstory, and we're probably going to see it more in a few movies. All right. Now, the next person on our list is the beautiful Gamora, right? Why are you making that face? You guys can't see it, but he just made a face at me when I call her the beautiful Gamora. Yes, she's green, but, you know, I'm not a racist towards green people. Well... There's a lot of green people that I think everyone loves. That's a girl. Like She-Hulk, for instance. Everyone loves her. So I'm not racist towards greens either. I <laughs> love greens, especially Hulk. That is true. Hulk is one of your favorite. Now, Gamora, we get to see her. We're introduced to her while she's with Ronan, and she's there with her sister. And we get introduced right away into knowing that she is Thanos' daughter, but later on learn that she's the adopted daughter of Thanos. Now, at the beginning of the movie, it shows us that she was on their side, but all of a sudden, we get a curveball when they go into prison, and we get told, no, she's actually switching sides, and she has decided to go against Thanos and go against Ronin. In order to get away from them, she is selling the orb, which we know is an Infinity Stone, for 4 billion units. Now, Gamora, when you first learned about her, what did you think? Did you think she was going to be one of the villains, or did you know right away she was one of the Guardians? Well, I thought they were going to make her backstory be switching sides every once in a while. But I think I like how they kept her as a really good guy and trying to, like, she still has this bad guy in her, but she's using the bad guy, like, assassin parts to kill bad guys. Now, you know, they're trying to play up a little bit with, you know, Quill and her, kind of like if they have, like, you know, maybe more on his side, a romantic feeling, just like when he shows her the headphones and they kind of share a little dance while she's listening to his, you know, tape recorder, which you told me you've never seen one in real life. So I'm a little sad about that. Well, I want to see one. Yeah. And, you know, you we were able to see that. Now, did you feel chemistry between them? Or do you think that they're better off as just friends after rewatching this movie? Well, I think I still see chemistry be between them. Because when he was going to lean in for a kiss and she almost stabbed him... I saw that she was still in love with him, but she knew that like if she fell in love with him and dated him, it would cause too much of a problem because Thanos could probably kill him. Okay. Now, the very next Guardian we're going to talk about is the man of many words, Groot. Now, Groot is someone who we've seen change throughout the three movies that he was in. You saw him here. You saw him in Volume 2, and obviously you saw him in Infinity War. Now, again, we're only talking about here, so we'll talk about 
what we think about adult group. Now, re-watching this, you haven't seen adult group in a long time. How did you feel re-watching him? Well, I, I do love him. And I, actually, he reminded me of someone very familiar named Chewbacca. Because he speaks another language like him. He's tall. And only one person understands him. But throughout the movies, everyone understands him. That is true. You actually get to see him and Rocket having conversations where Rocket understands exactly what he's saying, but all of us, especially Peter Quill, is just hearing I am Groot, which is why when they're walking through the prison and he keeps asking questions, Groot just keeps saying, I am Groot, and Quill keeps going, yeah, I know, you've already said it like 89 times. Now, speaking of Peter Quill, aka, what is it, Starkeen? I I think it's... Star Star something, yeah. I don't know. I I think he said he's an outlaw or something. Um, You know, so Peter Quill is, I guess, the main one of the Guardians, the leaders himself, Star-Lord. And Peter Quill is the one who kind of brings everyone together. Why? Because Gamora's trying to get him to steal the orb. You have Groot and you have Rocket actually trying to capture him to get a bounty on him. And you just have Drax who's just there for no reason. It actually has not that much to do with Quill other than the fact that Quill agrees to have Drax come along and watch Gamora so that if Ronin or Thanos arrives, Drax can get his revenge and avenge his family. Now, Quill, you know, again, we're only focusing on this movie. We didn't get that much of a backstory except for the very beginning where we saw that, you know, his mom had an illness. She passed away. And right away, he was caught on by a spaceship. We fell forward about 26 years later, and you see that he's just a scavenger. Now, what did you think about Quill rewatching this movie? Now, were you able to look at him differently? Were you able to still have fun watching him? Well, in this movie, they don't explain the backstory. But now watching part two a lot of times, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot. I finally understand why he could do a lot of things that he could do. Yeah, like in the end of this movie, um, the Nova Corps are able to tell him that his mother is from Earth, but his dad is an ancient DNA, an ancient creature that they don't know of. Obviously, in Volume 2, we'll learn more. But if our listeners vote for Volume 2 in one of the upcoming polls, we'll be able to discuss that more. So we'll be able to look at that and then see... But, you know, I do like the way they brought everyone together. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy was actually a big surprise for everyone just how good it became. You know, no one expected it because you had the Avengers going on. And, of course, DC has the Justice League. And at that time, they didn't do the Justice League movie. But everyone was looking for that. So when Guardians of the Galaxy was announced, especially with the cast that they had, it was kind of weird because you looked at, you know... Chris Pratt, you looked at Dave Bautista, you looked at Bradley Cooper, you looked at Vin Diesel, and you're kind of like, well, that's a weird mix of people that you have, you know, and look, they made it work. You know, Dave Bautista, to me, was the biggest surprise in the movie, just how good he was. You know, I am a pro wrestling fan. I knew who Bautista is from his wrestling days, so I really, unfortunately, was stereotyping him, and to think that he wasn't going to be good, I kept thinking that The Rock was the only wrestler to really break through, but look, Batista, for the limited time that he had with words, and able to show a character in this movie, 
I forgot just how unintentionally funny he was for the character that he was playing. And I'm glad that later on in the other movies, he was able to express more. Now, in your opinion, which one was your favorite guardian in this movie? Well, a lot of them were good. And I have to say, and some, and one of them has been an original, like he had his own comic book and everything, which is Groot. And I have to say, my favorite is Groot. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going to stick with rewatching this movie, taking it in. I know while I was watching it, I think I told you that I think Star-Lord was my favorite. But after rewatching it, especially the end credit where you have Baby Groot dancing and Batista watching him. I think I'm going to go with Drax. Drax is my favorite in this movie. So, all right. Is there anything else on this movie you want to talk about? Or are you ready to rate the movie? Um, well, I would like to say one thing. I know where they got the I Am Groot from. From a comic book where Groot was actually the bad guy. And his line was, I Am Groot, the Destroyers, or something like that. And whoever dares to not obey me, I shall destroy them. So that explains a lot of why they chose I Am Groot. Oh, wow. I actually did not know that. It's always good to learn something different. So are you ready to rate this movie? Yes. Now, the way we're going to do it is we're going to use a five-star system. Okay? So what we're going to do is one is for the worst and five is for the five for the best one out of everything. Now, you can obviously use the decimal system. So if there's a movie that, you know, it's between a 4 and a 5, you can actually say it's a 4.5, a 3.5, etc., etc. And once we start listing more movies and once we start getting more episodes, we'll list on our, you know, page just exactly what order the best movie for us is. Now, right now, we're exclusively working on the Marvel franchise to try to get the Marvel movies out of the way. And then we've actually talked about doing the DC Universe and the Power Ranger Universe which obviously only has a few movies like Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, the new Power Ranger movie, Power Ranger Turbo, and there's probably another Power Ranger movie out there that I'm not remembering at this moment. Um, you know, obviously we want our fans' opinions. Maybe there's other movies you want to look at. And, you know, here and there, we'll throw in bonus episodes. For example, I know a movie that we've talked about or a franchise is the Jurassic Park Jurassic World franchise. So we'll be able to talk about that just like Star Wars. It might not be comic books, but hey, our fans deserve to listen to our opinions about what we like to listen to. So do you want to go first with your five-star, one-star rating? Or do you want me to go first with the star rating? I would like you to go first. All right. So re-watching this movie, it's fresh in my mind. Watching everything like that, I think I'm going to go with four stars. I did find some little bit of holes in this movie. Some parts that I would have done differently. Rewatching this movie and obviously yes, I've watched all the other Marvel movies So, you know comparing them to all of them comparing to the introduction the team together uh, The the end scene and everything like that including the dance-off which was a little cliche But I liked it. I'm gonna go with four stars. You know, it's one of my favorite movies I'm able to rewatch it a lot, you know not compared to other ones that I've seen But it's not a movie that you know, I wouldn't mind tomorrow watching it again. Now. How about you? well there, there is a lot of good stuff about this movie, but there's also a lot of bad stuff. Now, I'm not saying a lot, but like a little bit of holes and cracks in the armor and stuff. So I would have to give it a 4.5. All right, a 4.5. So right there we have, I've given it a 4, and Captain Diamond has given it a 4.5. 
So what we're gonna do is that we're gonna list this off into our chart on our page so that way you guys can keep a tab of what we're watching. Now we are gonna um, pick one movie each that we wanna talk about and we're gonna let you, the fans, decide what is the next movie in the Marvel Universe to choose from. Now it's gonna be any movie from Iron Man until now except Infinity War. The reason why is because it's still in theaters and we know a lot of you haven't been able to watch it yet. And plus, everyone's going to obviously vote for that one right now. Yes. So, Cap, is there a movie right now that you want to choose? Well, I would like you to go first. All right. I can so, I've thought about it a lot and everyone would have thought that I would have chosen Iron Man as my first because a lot of people know that I love that movie. But I'm going to throw in a curveball. I'm going to throw in something there that's going to make Captain Diamond not too happy if it gets chosen. And that's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as my choice. Yeah, if you guys can see his face right now, that is the movie that I've chosen. So if you want to make Captain Diamond unhappy, please vote for the Winter Soldier so that he has to watch it. Well, my movie, I think a lot of you would agree with this one, is a very popular movie about a fictional place, but a very amazing place, that they have a lot of vibranium. And I have to say, my movie is Black Panther. All right. Wow, that's a good choice right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have The Winter Soldier versus Black Panther. That's actually a match I would love to see. Oh, wait, that happened in Civil War. So, I mean, we could have just combined that. But no, we only chose those two. So, whose side are you on for next week's episode? All right? So, you know, we want to thank everyone for giving us a listen. This is the first episode. As more time goes, we'll be able to talk more in depth into things. And we'll be able to have more things. We might even have a guest come on and watch a movie with us. So, we want to thank everyone here. And to sign off, Captain Diamond has something to say. Well, everyone, if you're listening to this in the morning, I hope you please enjoy your brunch. All right. Thank you.